Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs. With companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. It's International Nude Day. Or as I like to call it, every day. You are listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Bad Naked Cheeseman. Chad, Mr. Worldwide Sowash. And on this week's show, AppCast goes full blast. Meta goes after Elon and a little buy or sell. Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text uh. kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> and you're back across the pond, aren't you? Yeah, I traded, uh, I traded London, England, for London, Ontario this week. That's right. That's right. But it is always great to be in Canada, Chad. Take off, we were doing our movie. Don't wreck our show, you hoser. 
love Canada because there's literally nobody who lives there. It's amazing. It is a huge country and it has less the less population than the, the state of California. So yeah, yeah. And lovely people. Positive outlook on life. Yes. Which you gotta love. Always, yes. So I look like I rolled out of bed and you look you look like you just came off the beach. You're re- you're recuperating nicely from England, I think. Cause, yeah, because I did. Because I did. Freaking amazing. I, did, I had to come out of the water to come do this, but that's okay. That's what I'm here, listener. <laughs> I'm here for you. Yeah, yeah. The Pitbull label is starting to grow. The Pitbull la- <laughs> the pit bull of, of recruiting uh, is Chad Sowash, or as I like to call him, Euro Chad, is in full effect. Chad. Okay, so we're, we're just going to roll right into shout outs since we're talking about being being away because we got to talk about Wreckfest, okay? Yep. Whew, last year... Great time. Everybody's coming out, coming out of their cocoon. Everything was just starting to happen. It felt great. Felt great. This year, it was fucking off the chain. It was amazing. I mean, it it did not feel like 5,000 people. It felt like 10,000 people. And I mean, the way that they situated um, the tents this year were a little different than last year. You know, they did it did some things different here and there. But man, it was a fucking blast. It was a blast. And for me, it had uh, extra, extra heartwarming vibes uh, because I, I brought to I got to bring my my 16 year old to the event. Uh, he, he, he was working hard, passing out T-shirts. There he was. Uh, had our equipment. He was kind of a gopher getting us beer. Uh, that was a good time. And he was particularly impressed with the rooftop party. Mm. Uh, thrown by hack a job uh, and seeing what what that meant. Best booth. Easily. That was a good time. The, the booze laws are a little f- more flexible uh, in England. So uh, we found out that my 16-year-old enjoys a good cider from the uh, the old country. Which is nice. Cedar. He loves the cedar. Yes. The now that's, cedar. That's good stuff. Yeah, I thought the the, the best uh, giveaway, at least uh, Julie, we, we didn't have time. We were on the stage all goddamn day. We were working. Yep. Uh, we were emceeing the disrupt stage. Uh, talk about a little recipe in the minute for, for for all those kids out there who want to get on stage, how to get a, a packed house. I'll tell you that here in a minute. But uh-huh. uh, Julie went and she went shopping because she didn't have to be on stage. Last year she was on stage. So she got to go do what everybody does. Get the bag, go get the good swag. The mm-hmm. best swag for me personally was we're going to talk about them later in this uh, this podcast. Zinc. They gave away whole bean coffee. Good coffee i'm I'm drinking it as a matter of fact right now oh yeah good stuff and i asked julia i was like okay so you went to a bunch of uh a bunch of presentations which one was your favorite guess who it was is this all the tents or just our our all the tents that she went to all the oh i have no idea brew dog go figure alcohol once again wins kids i i do have to say after being on stage watching a tent full i mean fucking standing room only and then in the very next presentation having a quarter of that we found out what the recipe was and 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 you can add some color into this because i'm sure sure you can uh number one it's a sexy title which includes a big brand you got to have the sex appeal in their kids and even though many of these smaller companies have amazing stores and they're doing much better and nimble things Mm -hmm. i'm telling you right now if you want to fill a room you want to fill a tent you want to fill anything you'd better have a sexy title and you better have a big name on stage like astrazeneca siemens heinz those are some big names they filled the fucking house hey anything to add 
Anytime you could put semen on a title, it's going to, I mean, Siemens, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I misspoke. Yeah. Siemens is a, is a good one. I would, I would Ooh. add that it should be snappy uh, unless it's so long that it's sort of sarcastic. Um, yes. And, and also uh, if it bleeds, it leads. So if it's anything about killing recruitment, uh, employers are finished, anything like that uh, is typically going to, going to play pretty well. I have a brew dog story, Chad. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm a little unhappy with Brewdog, uh, oh. and this has nothing to do with recruiting. So bear with Please me. Please tell. Uh, yeah, it's, do tell. It's, it's it's half my show, so I'm going to take over here. So, <laughs> so Cole and I fly into Manchester. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like the music scene. I've never been there. You know, I'm a big yeah. Oasis fan. So there's a whole yeah. thing going down. He's a big Joy Division fan. The Smiths. So anyway, uh, I read all the laws about drinking in England, and it says that as long as a 16 year old is with a parent and they're having a mm-hmm. meal. They can have beer, cider, or uh, wine. Okay. So I'm like, cool, that's the law. So I go into BrewDog specifically because I know that they do beer. They have a great yes. hotel, but that's a different story. So anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I check in and I ask the bartender. And I say, hey, what's? I want to make sure I know the law. Like I got my 16-year-old. I want to have a flight of beers. I want to have him try a lager, a sour, a stout. Like every, Like let's see what he likes and go from there. Bartender says, "Yeah, the law is uh, if you're e- as long as you're eating and, and you're there, you can't like leave. Um, right. It's it's all good." So I'm like, "Cool." So we get back from all our touring, we shower up, clean up, go to dinner. I'm like, "Cool, I'm going to get a flight and we're going to have a good bonding experience." Well, what I assume is the manager uh, takes our order and I start like looking at beers to order, and he says, "Sorry, sir, we don't we don't serve 16 year olds." And I'm like, "But your bartender said that you do," and he said, "No, it's our policy that we don't." He leaves and gets my drink. I go online to look at the UK laws and it says on the official website, just yeah. what I told you about eating and da, yeah. da, da. So I show that to him and I say, well, and I say, well, according to the law that I can, I mean, I guess you can have a corporate policy. And he said, yes, it's our corporate policy not to do that. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to brewdog.com and see if there's anything about 16 year olds can't drink, uh, even yeah. if they're with their parents. Of course, there's mm-hmm. nothing online that says, that uh, that that's the case with BrewDog. So I'm like, there's nothing on your corporate policy that says I can't do this. Cole was getting upset, like you're embarrassing me. I just decided to <laughs> drop it. But the whole reason I picked BrewDog was to have this experience and they kind of fucked me. So I'm a little bit, I'm a wow. little bit mad uh, with BrewDog. That hurts, dude. That's where you don't ask for stuff. You just order and then you just share. You just ask for forgiveness later. Yeah, I get it. Well, you know, you know my policy. 60% of the time it works every Every time. time. All right. Well, let's get to some other shout outs, I guess. Shout out. Hit it. All right, Chad, you know, one of our favorite times of the year is football. And we are, as of this this publication, Yes, American football. 55 days until kickoff for the NFL. And fantasy football with Chad and Cheese has become an annual tradition. And Factory Fix gets my first shout out for being yes. a repeat sponsor of fantasy football. Now we know Dennis Tupper, the defending champion, will be in the league uh, we know Factory Fix will have someone on the league, uh, but we will soon be promoting the opportunity to play some fantasy football with Chad and Cheese. Always fun. Love reading the leaderboard uh, during the season, uh, but that is one of my big shout outs. Excited again for fantasy football. Yes. Yes. And I love our league because uh, we have an extra uh, wild card with quarterback yes. as an option. 
Shh, don't tell anybody the that's the cheat right there. You can't that's tell everybody the what fun. the cheat is. <laughs> it's a fun when they don't when they don't know what the cheat is. It's a that's a shortcut. <laughs> yes. Justin Fields <laughs> is my my sleeper this year. I think he's gonna blow out this no year. No kidding. I hope so. Trevor Lawrence was the hot item last year. I think Justin Fields uh hits it this year. Uh who knows? So my second shout out. Chad, you and I remember the early days of what microbrews were. You and yes. I were drinking the 90s. It was Sam Adams for me anyway. Sam Adams, Goose Island, mm-hmm. Fat Tire, and, and Anchor Steam. Anchor Steam, yes. Three of those, two of those have been bought up. Sam Adams is still holding firm. But Anchor Steam announced this week after 127 years, the San Francisco icon will be stopping the creation of beer, the brewing of beer, and just closing up shop. Uh, yeah. And I'm personally sad about that because I was one of my go-tos whenever I'd go to San Francisco. Um, but I also think talking about Bud Light, as we do on the show, Bud Light's problem isn't being too woke. Bud Light's problem is people aren't drinking shitty beer anymore. They're yeah. not even drinking like the good microbrews of old. They're drinking local shit in their city and towns yeah. uh, where people they actually know work there mm-hmm. or they know where the brewery is. It's better. It's fresher. Like that's the biggest problem oh, yeah. uh, with Bud Light. And I think Anchor Steam's news sort of underscores the problem with the beer industry right now. And if anybody knows that, we do. Because in Indianapolis and all throughout Indiana, we probably have, in the Midwest, probably have the best beer, especially IPAs. In the world, juicy, mm-hmm. hazy, fucking amazing. Indiana goes deep when it comes to microbrews. Just the tip. And who else goes deep, Chad? It's us when it's when it comes to giving free shit away. We got to talk about it on every show. But if you haven't signed up, kids, go to chadcheese.com, click that free link, give us your information. You could win a T-shirt from our friends at JobGet. You can win beer from Aspen Tech Labs. You can win whiskey, one from Chad, one from me. Our favorite bourbons. Uh, that's from our, our friends at Text Kernel. And a new one, Chad, a Boat yeah. HR, new sponsor. We got $250 Airbnb gift cards every month. You want to get out. COVID's over. Like, this is your opportunity. Sign up and get a night on us, a night on Chad and Cheese. Get a special romantic room, a little candles, uh, <laughs> fill, up the, fill up the bathtub. Like, what could be better, better than that, Chad? Fill it up with champagne and do it the way that Chad and Cheese would do it. Yeah, yeah. And this then is do not it. your honeymoon, my friend. Also in your Chad and Cheese t-shirt because it's like getting a hug with Chad and Cheese. Love it. <laughs> really? <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plug. Oh, that just never gets old. That's right, no. Chad. Another, another year around the sun. Some of our fans are celebrating a birthday. We got Christina White. Justin Spencer, Eddie O'Neill, Ellen Spiegel, Rob Bercy, Todd the Mayor Daly, Ben Saggers. I think that's a made-up name. There's no way that Ben Saggers <laughs> is a real person. <laughs> Melissa Bordage, Karen Lash, Patrick Sullivan, Elaine Orler, Will Staney, and Christian Anderson. I always bring up Christian Anderson because he was the PR guy for Jason Goldberg. <laughs> Back at Jobster, which none of that exists anymore, but he's got a special place in my heart. And by the way, oh, but the stain still exists. We, we mentioned Matt Alder's birthday last week. I think the dude is double dipping. It was not his oh, birthday last what? week. He's he's trying to get more T-shirts or something. I don't know what's going on, but but he's trying to get some rum from Plum. We're on to you, that British guy. We're on to you. It was not your mm. birthday. So stop mm. double dipping. Happy birthday!
verification. We're going to have to have uh, like ID verification for birthdays or something like that. <laughs> yeah. What is it? ID me that people yes. can sign up for. We're going to have to have like a clear, a clear, oh, uh, shit. you know, okay. program or okay. something. Well, you're definitely going to need a clear because coming up next kids, it's events. And yes, we just did RecFest and we're getting ready to do RecFest again. All of the craziness, all of the FOMO that you obviously, if you weren't there, you felt you got to come to Nashville. It's very simple. It's in September. Uh, we actually have a 50% off discount code. Yes. Five zero. That's half. Yes. And why do we do that? Here's why we do it. Because TA professionals, you need to bring your entire team. This is an all hands day, right? You bring them out. You, you get together. You you rub those members together. You, you, you make them sticky. That's what our, our friend Douglas would always say. Um, but you got to love a little wreck fest. So get out there. Come see Chad and Cheese at the Disrupt stage. Then we're going to be in Vegas at HR Tech. Everybody's obviously going to be there, but it's going to be a little different this year. That escalated quickly. This year, kids, you can come to the Fuel 50 booth where Chad and Cheese will be recording live in front of a studio slash expo audience. That's right. Going to be at the Fuel 50 booth, HR Tech. And then last but not least, because I got to bring this up because I can't fucking wait to do this, Unleash Paris. Unleash (laughs) America was amazing, but when you have Unleash Paris, I mean, come on, kids. You got to come to Paris. Got to do it. All All of this is at chadcheese.com. Click on events in the upper right-hand corner. Register for them all. Yep. By the way, Chad, uh, I had a call with uh, Fuel50. Uh, this week you were on the beach, oh, I think, doing okay. something. I, yes, yeah, little sorry about little that. teaser, not confirmed, not confirmed, but cardboard Chad <laughs> might be making. <laughs> oh yeah, an appearance at HR Tech. Not confirmed yet, kids. Oh, and there may mean, even be a cardboard cheese. I don't know. It could but, get crazy. I was going to say, but I'm actually going to be there, so I don't understand why we need a cardboard version of me. I don't want to compete with me. But we take breaks, Chad, and there needs to be something to fill in the seat. <laughs> When we're gone. So I don't know. I'm just, te- I'm just, we're okay. still in, we're still okay. exploring. We're still exploring. Tease I don't out. know. I don't know. Tease it out. Okay. Topics. All right. It's so big. It's going to cover the whole first block of our podcast. AppCast, by all accounts, the most popular programmatic ad distributor in the recruitment industry has acquired Baird Advertising, a recruitment marketing company. Terms were not disclosed. The combined company will become a global recruitment agency with programmatic services serving over 2,000 clients. The deal resulted in the addition of 238 employees, and Baird's executives will continue their roles under AppCast's leadership, aside from the CEO. The acquisition will integrate Baird's operations into AppCast and retire the Baird name. It's gone. AppCast's focus on large enterprise Mm. clients will continue. And the company aims to maintain partnerships with other agencies. I don't know, Chad. This is big news. What are your thoughts? Ooh, well, I, there's there's a commonality here. We just saw Anchor Steam, 127 years gone. Bayard has been around, Bayard, around for 100 years, a century, and they yep. are going to be gone. So consolidation and convergence between traditional agencies and technologies have, have been happening for over a, a decade. And it's, it's this is big. So why a convergence between agency and technology? I think it's pretty simple. Employers are spending more budget today on recruitment marketing 
than their actual core talent acquisition tech stacks. And if you don't have to pay that 15% agency fee, because that's yours, plus you can widen up that wallet share with creative and all that other fun stuff. Woohoo! That's some cash. And Bayard had a very nice size portfolio, mainly mm-hmm. in the US. So this to me is incredibly smart. It just makes damn good sense. I got a call on Sunday talking about this was going to happen on Monday. It sounded like they, they feel like they're getting away with something. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, somebody could have bought Bayard, but we got them. They yep. were, I mean, it wasn't just the bullshit, you know, we're trying to put up this fluffy. This is, we're really excited about this. They are giddy, fucking giddy that they bought Bayard. It's like, this is like a, a big, big move. Now, we'll talk about a little bit of, of why that might be, but let's, let's dig into some, some history here. So in 2013, Symphony Talent, known back then as Finally, by the way, they acquired Bernard Hodes Group. That's when we started to see a lot of this Technology is going to play a big game in the agency space, right? Well, Hodis and finally their cultures and their business priorities didn't align at all. It was mm-hmm. like cats and dogs. I mean, just the shit didn't work. So that really didn't gel like they, they thought they would. They finally killed the finally brand. Um, they became Symphony Talent in 2016, starting including programmatic later on down the road. Then fast forward six years later in July, of 2019, Gemspring, a PE firm, acquires TMP Worldwide. So since then, they rebranded to Radency. But again, we're starting to see agencies really understand what's happening here. Then AppCast uh, was was obviously the predominant player in the space for agencies. Chris Foreman, incredibly smart, go to market. They created the infrastructure, infrastructure for agencies to be able to make money from programmatic and performance, uh, performance jobs. That worked so well that step that obviously Stepstone acquired AppCast in uh, ju- on July 1st of 2019. Indeed, not to be outdone, acquires ClickIQ on July 15th and then Radency, not to be put in a corner like baby, July 16th that they're buying Perengo, another programmatic ad platform. Then two weeks later, mm-hmm. two weeks later, we've got four, four fucking acquisitions that are happening here. Recruitix has their hold my beer moment as they acquire, as they acquire the very sexy KRT marketing, right? So all was quiet on the Western front until July of 2021 when a brand new player, Veritone, acquires programmatic player Panda Logic. And then just recently bought a large portfolio of business from Apollo and CareerBuilder. They call that Broadbean, right? Now this... That's historically, we're seeing the convergence happening. Don't forget recruitology and a job case. As oh well. yeah. Job case and job case. But then you've got all of that, but you've got a hundred year name agency, right? Yeah. So do you think the, the, the day of Mad Men is pretty much gone as we move toward technology? Oh, in our industry for sure. Yeah. And, and you gave a eloquent, great breakdown. Uh, and all the kids should be listening uh, to your to your historical breakdown. I'm going to go even deeper with my historical breakdown. Just the tip. So 20th century, 50 plus years, agencies were a money printing machine. Um, I mean, they, yes. would, they would do display ads. They would basically like answer the phone and be like, oh yeah, can we place our New York Times ad again this week. Sure, no problem. We'll change the dates. We'll yeah. do a little change in creative. Like, oh, do you want to do color? $60,000. You want to do color this week? Maybe <laughs> we, we do a full page instead of half page, whatever. And, the, and like 
just printed money. And their main role was the three, you know, the, the three martini lunches, uh, the, the, the season tickets, the, the dinners at Morton's, like that was the agency world. And that was what existed. Mad man, baby. And then the internet came along and cheap job ads. And for a while they did all right. They did the little bundle thing. They said, let's put it in the paper. Let's put it on hot jobs. Let's put, let's throw it yeah. on career mosaic and things are pretty good. And I remember the days of X, like going to trade shows and, and agencies would have like, like vinyl walls with literally newspaper ads stuck yep. on Velcro on there. And they would just show people the ads that they've done. And then after job sites, technology started happening. You know, ATSs, SEO led to mobile stuff. And agencies had this moment where they said, well, we can build this and get all the money or we can like partner with these tech solutions and get part of it. And a lot of the agencies built their own shit and they ended up realizing that it's not as good as the shit that's actually being built by the entrepreneurs and the startups. So we're going to transfer to being the consultant and knowing mm -hmm. everything out there. We're going to plug you into what's best, right? And that worked really well. I didn't have to spend money on building stuff and maintaining it. I could just leverage the best solutions and plug people into that. And now we're into a phase of I have to now push AppCast which acquired an agency, which I've always been a competitor to. Mm -hmm. So agencies that, you know, the shakers, you mentioned most of them in there. Now it's a moment of what do, do we go? Do we build it now? Do like, do we keep putting money in Baird and AppCast pocket? Do we use a different solution until they're bought by someone that we're competing with? My guess is you're going to enter a, a time where these agencies are like, who should we acquire who should we invest in to have a piece of it? So if 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 they do buy, we have first right of refusal or we have an opportunity to get in bed with these companies. But I think it's a really interesting time because I can't imagine any of the agencies I know really loving the fact that now they're putting money in Baird's pocket or a competitor's pocket. Yeah. So there's going to be a really interesting shakeout with what these companies do. Do they stop recommending AppCast? Can they stop recommending AppCast? Where are they going to send people? And these solutions are being built all the time. AI is going to be a major uh, fun time for us to talk about startups. Do these agencies that are still around start saying, okay, who do we, who do we place bets on so mm -hmm. we can be at the forefront or we can buy these companies? So to me, that's historically the most interesting perspective is we've gone from the, the martini lunches to like M&A, who invest in, but then it's like conflict of interest because are we recommending only the companies that we're investing in? Uh, I think it's really going to yeah. be a difficult time and they're going to have to dance between the raindrops to like keep everybody happy. I would not want to be an agency head right now trying to figure out all this stuff right now. Yeah. Uh, so when you're, we're talking about like the shakers and the NASs and whatnot, I really believe that, you know, not every agency is good for every company, right? There's, there's obviously a need that fits and will they, will they continue to use ClickCast and AppCast? Who knows? There are other programmatic tools that are out there that they could prospectively just flip over to. It's not going to be that easy, yep. but there's definitely things that they can do. I think uh, what Joe has done and just personally, because we, we know Joe and we're, and we're definitely biased. There's no question. Now you can see us wearing shaker gear around all that all the time. Yep. Uh, I really believe that his idea of we don't want to buy it because we're not a tech company, right? And we're not going to try to fool people like Radency did, like TMP did, and, yep. and to thinking that we're a tech company because yep. we're not a tech company, right? That's not who we are. 
And I appreciate that authenticity. And I also appreciate that, you know, he can be more nimble and unbiased in being able to use other technologies that are out there and so on and so forth. I, I do believe there is always going to be a place for that. The thing that interests me the most, I'm going to throw a curveball at you, yep. is what this means to Indeed. Because Bayard had a large, large sum of cash that would actually go from their clients to Indeed. Mm -hmm. Now, does AppCast outflank Indeed and start taking that cash, maybe a little bit more of a, a more of a margin on it, yep. and that money goes into AppCast instead of directly to Indeed, mm -hmm. right? Are the Germans outflanking the Indeed army? That's the question, right? Is Axel yep. Springer coming out? Are they actually getting this right? And we have been giving Stepstone shit this entire time, and they might be outflanking indeed. What do you think about that? I think you 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 pulled the rabbit out of the hat, and it's it's interesting <laughs> to me how little Stepstone is mentioned in any of the PR, any of the interviews, yes. and they own AppCast. Like the, the press release could have just been Stepstone acquires Baird as well as it could have been AppCast acquiring Baird. So Stepstone is allegedly uh, preparing for an IPO this year. Okay. This is a good move mm -hmm. if you're going to IPO. Okay. I, I assume they're going to IPO on the US markets. Uh, it's the biggest markets in the world by far. And I'm going to, I'm going to throw out a prediction to you, Chad. Uh oh. Stepstone acquires Career Builder. <laughs> Let me say it again. Stepstone acquires Career Ooh. Builder. They wrap all that into the programmatic solution, uh -huh. the agency yeah. piece, and they go public owning one of the best brands historically mm. in the right. U.S. market. That sounds like an IPO that will get the interest of a lot of investors. Career Builder gets acquired by Stepstone. That's my answer to your Indeed question. Wow. I think that I think that would be a great move because there's no question career builder is on the market at fire sale prices right now. And if anybody could get them, it would definitely be Stepstone. Uh, Stepstone was looking at Broadbean at one time. Uh, so maybe they were looking at trying to just outflank in a much different way and going toward the U.S. market yep. versus focusing on uh, on Europe as much. Because when you have the rails like AppCast does, it is, uh, it, it's just smart. The other programmatic players that are out there today, though, they've, they've got to be excited, though. They've got to be excited because a couple of things happens. This just demonstrates the power of and validates the power of the platform and the rails, right? We saw Recruitix buy KRT. Now AppCast buys Bayard, right? This isn't the other way around. This isn't a, a TMP buying a little Perengo, which was a little, you know, early stage startup compared to these other two. So I think this really flips the switch and starts to say, okay, look at the validation for all of these programmatic players. Now valuation, where does that go? Mm -hmm. Right. And everybody's going to be clamoring for them because they are unbiased. Uh, the, the acquisition of AppCast for the price tag that they got it is, is quickly looking like the the steal of the last so smart four or five years. Yeah, it's starting to look yes. really, really smart. And I think we called it then, but it's certainly playing out that way for sure. And if they can if they can do a deal on Career Builder and wrap all that shit up and go IPO, that'll be a lot of fun to watch. Last one, last one, kids. Prediction from Chad. Indeed, <laughs> which we've been talking about for a while now, this actually kicks Indeed in in the ass and says, well, you've, you've been thinking about it. Now you must move to the agency model. We'll be right back. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. 
But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com that's pandologic.com chad are you on threads i am i think we should talk about it in case you missed it everybody (laughs) threads the twitter rival launched by meta reached 100 million signups in just five days twitter has 240 million daily active users so threads has a little work ahead of it still but it's a good start it's a pretty good start threads lack certain features like direct messaging hashtags and keyword search but it's a good bet those are coming soon currently ad free threads will consider monetization after reaching one billion users. Pretty lofty goals. Early days, Chad, but what's your take on threads? Well, first and foremost, I think it's amazing because Blue Sky, um, Jack Dorsey's new new venture, mm-hmm. which is just a Twitter clone, it reached 1 million. It's been around for a minute, but yeah. it was one of those invite only. Mastodon was in invite only. I'm on Mastodon. Mm-hmm. Uh, who the hell knows how many are on Mastodon today because nobody cares. We know Truth Social is your favorite, Chad. <laughs> Post news is actually really cool from a monetization standpoint because of the micro the micro payments. I think that wrapped in with some advertising could could be incredibly helpful with all of the content and then also feeding journalism. Right. That's the big key is trying to feed that thing that we all need is journalism. We need them out there pressing for the truth. Anyway, back to back to threads. Yes. Threads was incredibly easy from a registration process standpoint. I went through Mastodon and they're asking me, what server do I want to fucking sign up for? Are you kidding me? I'm not a tech guy. Mm. I don't want to choose a server because of my social alignment. I just want to be on the fucking platform. Right. It was easy. Threads just boom, you're in. You you did have to do a little profile, which I mean, you know, that didn't take uh, too long. So being able to get to 100 million users in five days was amazing. Here's the big problem. Stickiness. Uh, Twitter is incredibly sticky because they do have the trending, right? They do have the notifications and these guys are still really new, even though they do have obviously great tech backbone with with Meta and everything Meta does. They still are going to have to get at least some of the very basic features together that create more sticky more of a sticky platform that want that that I want to come back and and they actually have notifications that are meaningful to me. I think that is something that will be incredibly helpful while Elon continues his stupid shit and puts limits on tweets and all these things. And then he wants to charge for tweet deck and so on and so forth. And it's like, okay, you're just giving all these reasons, all these toll roads for me to go somewhere else. And if threads is that popular that fast and they can create the stickiness, I I think, I think there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. You're saying stickiness is the key. What are you doing, step bro? So sometimes this copycat approach works. 
for Facebook. Uh, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, some of the things that weren't real successful, they went after Foursquare with the check-ins. Check-in is just a feature now. I miss being the mayor of, of my local Chipotle, but that's a different story. <laughs> They launched Bulletin to rival or like have a news service or they they paid really high profile people to write content. Mm -hmm. Bulletin.com doesn't even work anymore. Uh, So they scrapped that that real quick. Uh, Now, sometimes it works really well. Reels has worked pretty well. Copycat. Uh, Marketplace, copycat, working pretty well. WhatsApp, Instagram. Uh, So far, Threads looks like it's working. Uh, Now, you and I have seen things like Skyrocket and has quickly come down. Uh, I'll mention Clubhouse Mm -hmm. as one of those, right? Uh, We're not talking about them them anymore. And traditionally, something that rises really fast will fall really fast. So they've won the early innings, but we'll see what happens long term. What really makes me wonder about this is if Zuck believes he has a recipe for kind of these copycat and I have uh, 3 billion users and I can like become Mm -hmm. a major player overnight, what would stop him from going after LinkedIn? LinkedIn is a $26 billion acquired company from a few years ago. Mm. It has no competitors, really. Uh, What's to stop Zuck from creating a LinkedIn competitor, plug in your Facebook stuff, put in in your current employer, rights, whatever. I don't know how they would do it. But apparently this Threads thing was built with 20 uh, developers as an almost side project. They could roll Mm -hmm. out a LinkedIn kind of thing. And everybody hates LinkedIn, just like a lot of people hate Twitter and Elon Musk. There's a real there's a real incentive in my in my eyes that people would leave LinkedIn and maybe not old people like us who have tens of thousands of followers like it's I'm just too tired to like build a whole new LinkedIn but if I'm a kid, you know, Polywork looks like a pile of shit to me. Uh, something that Facebook could build <laughs> and plug me into like maybe some employers that are in their marketplace or that used to post jobs. By the way, that's another failed copycat is job postings um, are on uh, Facebook. But I would love to see Facebook roll this recipe out and put out a LinkedIn competitor. I don't know how it would do, but I think LinkedIn could use a little competition. We talk a lot about how shitty it is. If they had somebody like at their heels yeah. nipping, like a Facebook with that kind of kind of budget, I think it would be good for the marketplace and good for business. It would definitely be good for the marketplace. I mean, we, we need something that's an alternative to LinkedIn uh, just because it is. It's old. It's crappy. I mean, yep. j- just the, 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 the tech itself. I feel like I get, I'm getting into a, you know, 1997 jalopy for God's sakes. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we need something newer. I mean, they are trying a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's the biggest problem is they are throwing a lot of a lot of spaghetti at the wall to me. OK, let's go over to Facebook. They tried Facebook has tried the work, the workplace side of the house. Yep. Uh, I think they could could possibly get it right if they had people that were in there who actually knew how to build tech for this space. They're trying to build tech for what they're used to. This is an entirely different space. And, yep. and most most companies don't get that. So yeah, I I don't know. I, I don't, we'll watch threads. I've been posting on threads. Uh, I do also like the idea of that, uh, the, all of those individuals who are my friends that I'm linked to on the threads, I can take to any social platform with me. Yep. Uh, I, I'd love to be able, I'd love to be able to take all of the people that follow me on uh, Twitter and then all of my history of tweets and then port that over another social platform, right? That to me, that's not starting from ground zero anymore. Yeah, That's freedom of choice. And that's, you know, Elon's always talking about freedom of this, freedom of that. What about freedom of choice? Give me my shit, right? Yep, yep. (laughs) 
Good luck with that. Good luck with that. But it, nah, we both agree happen. that LinkedIn could use some competition and it could use some competition from somebody with deep Easily. pockets. I don't care if it's Google, Facebook, Twitter could launch something, Amazon, Salesforce, like yeah. somebody sack up and create a LinkedIn competitor. I think that would be good for everybody. Google needs to buy the CV wallet and then that can just build the profiles off of that thing. Look at you bringing Sir Richard into the podcast. That's I'm just thinking of foundational rails to get something going. And By that way, how, how do we go to London and that bastard isn't at Web breakfast? God damn it. Sir Richard. <laughs> Dude's working. Dude's working. Beverly you, is cracking the whip is what it is. <laughs> Beverly's cracking the whip. And speaking of cracking the whip... All right, let's play a little buy or sell, everybody. You know how the game works. Three startups that have recently got funding. I read a summary and Chad and I either buy or sell the company. Here we go with a little buy or sell. First up, we have Zinc. Background check provider Zinc has secured around $6.5 million in a Series A. The investment will support global expansion and product innovation. The company aims to tap into the growing global background check market and becomes a leader in regulated industries by leveraging a technology-driven approach. Chad, Zinc, buy or sell? Well, first and foremost, Zinc coffee from Wreckfest was awesome. So that's automatically, that's a thumbs up here from Chad. Not their business. Yeah, not their business. Although every morning when I pull out the beans to grind the beans, you know what's looking at me in their face? Their brand. It was <laughs> fucking brilliant. At the end of the day though, background checks need a facelift. We've been talking about this week after week after week. Anything that helps me wake up in the morning and could prospectively take an antiquated segment like background checks and move it into 2023 I am a buy all day. Chad, do you, do you remember Virgin Cola back in the 90s? Do you remember Sir <laughs> Richard Branson? No. Since we're bringing up Sir Richard, Sir <laughs> no, Richard Branson. No, do you remember no. Virgin Cola? I don't. Yeah, mid-90s. He had, they had a cola uh, and, and mistakenly okay. made it red. Uh, which is Coke's color. Uh, so that was that was a bad idea. By the way, Virgin Cola failed. Uh, we're not. No one's drinking it. Apparently, problem yeah, with background apparently. checks. It's an old industry, and we have our Coke and Pepsi. We have Sterling. We have Higher Right, and now the tech option is Checker. It's a business that has its big brands. Fanta would be Checker, I guess. In this in this analogy. Um, by the way, Sterling Stock, which is a public company uh, from a, a year ago, is about at half of what it was uh, a year ago, which means it's kind of a shitty business. It's a disparate business. It's a hard business. Uh, companies aren't super loyal. They kind of bounce back between the two big ones and maybe Checker. So I hate the business. You have your Coke and Pepsi. Uh, I think this is a, a, a sad exercise in futility. And for that reason... We need a revolution, Joel. We need a revolution. It ain't in background checks. It ain't in background <laughs> checks. All right, let's go to RecruitBot. A San Francisco-based recruiting experience platform has raised an additional $8.2 million in seed funding, bringing its total to $11.2 million. The platform utilizes AI and ML. Well, we haven't talked about ML in years to match companies with suitable candidates from a database of over 600 million people and facilitates personalized automated email campaigns on behalf of hiring managers. Chad, RecruitBot, buy or sell? So they've been around since 2017, and I don't know that we've ever talked about them on the show. Have we? Possibly. A lot of bots and recruit in our content. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember them. Anyway, 8.2 in seed funding is a lot of cash. That's a lot of cash for seed funding. So there's a good amount of runway that's there. 
matching recruitment automation and recruitment uh, marketing automation light is pretty much what the platform does. Uh, 600 million candidate database, to me, whenever I hear something like that, it means it's garbage. It means they went and they bought candidates from somebody else, right? They, they bought it from a, you know, a, a data warehouse. Automatically think garbage. Um, there's no mention of generative AI, which I thought was odd, although cool at the same time, AI, ML. Mm-hmm. Um, we have two really big brands in this space, uh, Seek Out, Hire Easy. We've got more than two, right? But we've got so many of these. Uh, they're, they're a little bit late. Uh, they're underfunded compared to uh, definitely Seek Out. I hope they kick ass tech names, but for me today, kids, gonna sell it. So, yeah, Chad, I got really excited about this company and I remembered it was 2023 and not 2017. <laughs> yeah. Look, if companies like Seek Out and Hire Easy uh, have really pivoted, kind of grown their business into different ways. Oh, by the way, Hiring Solved is closed for business. What reason do we have to think that this thing is going to be successful. I'm pretty impressed they've raised as much as they have, especially when they've raised it. But I see no reason this this feels antiquated. Even their logo is like this fucking Windows 95 robot thingy. I mean, it's just it just it's a disaster to me. Hating on the robot. I have nothing. Oh. The, the oh. Recruit bot is the name is horrible too. It's all bad. Uh, <laughs> it's a big sell for me. All right, let's go to our third and final startup, Dubai-based Alfie has raised $2.5 million in a pre-seed funding round to expand its business. The near-term focus for Alfie will be building a suite of innovative payroll features. You don't hear innovative and payroll in the same sentence very often. The startup aims to serve the Middle East and North Africa region, particularly startups and SMEs, and has already attracted over 250 businesses across countries like the UAE, Saudi Arabia, and Egypt. Chad, buy or sell Alfie, not to be confused with the 80s alien and popular sitcom, Alf. Yeah, the alien who eats cats. Yeah, not not that one. Uh, so this to me, this is fintech. To me, we are starting to see a convergence of technology. And we're going to see more of that with generative AI, right? So all of these huge tech companies are going to start bleeding into HR and town acquisition and payroll and so on and so forth. And there's so many great fintech companies that are out there that I think will just automatically gobble up payroll Mm -hmm. and do it much easier uh, apps, you know, on the phone, all that other fun stuff, and just make it incredibly simple. It's going to be crazy competitive market, which is one of the reasons why I just can't buy into Alfie. It's a sell. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Sorry, Alfie. Oh, that's a sell. All right. Uh, Is this the first Dubai-based startup we've ever covered? I I don't remember ever saying Dubai. Yeah, possibly. So in case you missed it, The Middle East is spending money around the world like they are drunken sailors. Uh, They're buying sports teams. They're buying entire leagues. They're trying to sports wash the whole, you know, energy uh, authoritarian government thing. And if that starts bleeding into our industry, Katie, bar the door, because there's a whole lot of money that they can start funding these employer related startups. Not that Alfie is taking money from the the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Who knows? Uh, Actually, we do know because it's in the press release. But anyway, I love the region. I love the money that they are spending 
and which has to come to startups at some point. They have to start getting into businesses and startups after they get done with sports and who, who knows what else they're spending money on. I love the growth opportunities in Africa. I love the growth opportunities in the Middle East. I think it's going to start diversifying from energy only to many other industries. And companies like this, to me, are on the forefront of that. So I just think it's it's hella interesting. And the money that's flowing around the Middle East right now makes this all right, all right, all right. a buy for me. And if you're keeping score at home, well, that's that's a whole lot of sell ratings this week on buy or sell. When we return, we'll talk about lazy girls. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. All right, Chad, move over boss girl. Lazy girl is here. Hmm. The lazy girl trend popularized by Gen Z on TikTok is challenging the previous girl boss hustle culture. Young women are prioritizing work-life balance and opting for jobs that meet expectations without exceeding them. The trend has gained traction on TikTok with users sharing their experiences of lazy girl jobs that offer flexibility and minimal stress. Have a listen. Most vital person to your career and livelihood is the person who they would fire. I could not agree more and I've done this and I'll talk about it. And I did the other way around. Okay, guys, I did. I talked about this in my podcast. Like I did the other way around where I sat there and I tried to be the best performing person and I worked extra nights and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't get any more of a raise than I did just doing the second worst best effort. Giving your best effort and working the most overtime does not equal a pay raise. It's just my opinion. I worked in the tech industry. That's what I saw. The people who got a raise, they stayed top of mind by talking about the projects that they were doing all the time. And they weren't even that impactful of projects. They would just talk about what they were doing all the time. They would look like they were moving the needle all of the time, but not actually working. That's who gets a raise. It's not the person that's like quietly like grinding the whole time. So just be the second worst on your team and just go live your life. Just be the second worst, Chad. What's your take on the lazy girl trend? So I think it's bad marketing, first and foremost, to put lazy in in, in any of that. I think she could have gotten to the the source and found something (laughs) a little bit more appetizing, something that somebody would, you know, want to embrace. Uh, Nobody wants to be called lazy, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it it, it is a game, right? And she's and she very keenly at a very young age has pinpointed the truth. We've always heard the squeaky wheel gets the gets the grease gets the oil in this case it gets the greased palm they get the they, they get the leg up so um life over work that's exactly what she talked she talked about i think that you know the 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 marketing that we've heard since the 80s work hard rugged individualism has finally started to decay and it's starting to fall down and these z's understand because either they're feeling it themselves or they're having Xers like us saying, 
Yeah, nah, it doesn't really work that way. <laughs> there is some evil genius sprouting out with this Gen Z crowd. And, I, and I'm here for it, my man. So the Lazy Girl hashtag on TikTok currently has 14 million views. Here are some quotes. Wow. Here are some quotes. Quote, I don't have to talk to people, only come to the office twice a week. And quote, me at my Lazy Girl job that lets me do whatever the heck I want as long as I answer emails <laughs> and keep everything clean. Are these girls podcasters? Chad, I've been at the forefront of this trend for 18 years. <laughs> you have met Lazy Girl, and now I present to the Lazy Boy. Everyone bow down to Joel Cheeseman, a.k.a. Lazy Boy. We out. Nappy Boy. We out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chad and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast-forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell, enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuckleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt, but save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.